Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're exploring Austin, Texas and the nearby hill country today with our new friend, Lillian Martin. Lillian loves to travel and teach children how to sew. And she's going to take us on a culinary tour of the city where we sample great food and enjoy the refreshing wine and beer while we take in the views. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Austin. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. This episode is brought to you in part by Creditland.com. Creditland analyzes all the credit card offers available to search for the best deals so they can bring you the cards with the biggest bonuses, lowest interest rates, and the best benefits. I use travel cards extensively to lower our family's travel expenses and trust Creditland to help me know whether I should jump on the offer or just let it go. Visit wetravelthere.com forward slash Creditland for more details. Lillian, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to hearing all about Austin. Thanks for having me. Oh, definitely. So what's your connection to Austin? My husband got a job here, so I came along, brought the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Does he still work at that same job or what keeps you in the town now? Yeah, we love it. We've been here about nine years and it's a great place to live. The kids are, I have one still in school, so he's finishing up and it's just a fun place to really get out, see new things every single weekend and mess around. You know, we just say yes and do everything we can. Yeah. When I was looking to move out of California, Austin was actually in the top two places where I was looking to move. It was either Austin or Nashville and Nashville won out. Yeah. And my son is looking at Vanderbilt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Let him know when he comes out. I'll be glad to show him around. Absolutely. So when you're talking about the thing that keeps you there, obviously people are great and the town is fun from every time I've been there. What's one word that you would use to describe the city or its people? Happy. Happy. It's always good to be around happy people, right? (laughs) It is. I've lived actually in many different places. We've moved about every six or seven years and Austin has really a great group of people and you can get into an interesting conversation with just about anybody. (laughs) It will never end up in the conversation you thought you were starting. It's just really amazing. You can hire a handyman, come over and you end up talking about, you know, he's a champion redfish fisherman or something, or, you know, (laughs) my pool guy owns a record studio and it's, it's really, really, I mean, this handy girl that I hired, which I thought was cool already is an opera singer. It's just really, really neat. If you're a people person, people are very interesting and very laid back and easy to talk to. What an eclectic mix of people. Yeah, especially it's good that they like to chat as long as they're not billing you on the clock, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, no, they're pretty cool about that. For sure, for sure. So when people come to visit Austin, what's the weather like? Are there certain times of the year that are better to visit than others? Yeah, weather is crazy. I mean, it's just insane. I, it's schizophrenic. Yesterday, it was 92. Today, it's 45. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's no shoulder seasons, really. I mean, maybe May would be a good time. But if I said May and someone came in May, it could be hailing. So you just, <laughs> you really don't know. It's kind of crazy. And then even coming in the summer, even though it's 110, That in itself is a really interesting experience. Why do you say that? Well, because there's things you can do when it's 110 that you can't do. Like, for instance, you can go tubing down the river because that's, you know, the river is so cold. So the 110 feels great. Okay. 
in the notes you provided to me, there's a lot of festivals that happen throughout the year. So let's talk about some of the festivals. Well, everyone knows about ACL. Then there's South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting one. It's in the March. ACL just happened last weekend. Okay. They actually started a four-day school holiday (laughs) this this, this year. I asked my son, I go, why are you off school? He's like, mom, ACL. (laughs) So so many kids were skipping school, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun. And then South by is really interesting. I know the woman, her husband started it and started as kind of like a techie sort of innovative thing that's just really grown. I've had cousins who are in bands come and, you know, we'll go see them play and there's interactive media and it's expanded to two weeks in March. So that's always fun to go to. And then I just went to one, a new one, wine and barbecue festival in Spicewood Vineyards, which is about 30 minutes outside of Austin, which was super fun. Yeah. Now you're speaking my language. Awesome food, great wine and good music. So like who put that on or where was that at? Spicewood Vineyards is just down the street and the hill country is kind of a emerging destination for people that come to Austin and they maybe stay a couple days or even just a day and drive out into the hill country. The wineries are expanding by the minute and Spicewood Vineyards is a beautiful vineyard and they have excellent wine. They've got live music every Sunday, of course, because it's Austin. And <laughs> I've gone out there and biked around and then come back and sat in their garden and had, you know, wine and a cheese plate. And it's a beautiful, beautiful setting. And there's many of them. I mean, we actually got married in a winery and I just find it, it's hard to not have a, a good time when you're chilling out at a winery. Exactly. <laughs> and there, you know, there's a really interesting brewery called Jester Brewery. It's like one of those sour beer, the sour oh, okay. beer craze. Yeah. And they've got six different bars and, you know, this amazing farmhouse pizza truck that's there and live music. And it's just such a beautiful scene with the surrounding areas, the hills, and of course, all the cool people. People watching is great. <laughs> you're, hitting all my, you're hitting all my hot spots. You got barbecue, you got wine, great music, pizza, beer. I may get on a flight after we're done recording this. <laughs> all right, I'll meet you there. <laughs> exactly. So you also mentioned that there are some other different festivals that go on, like the Hot Sauce Festival, Pecan Street Festival. Let's talk about some of those as well. Yeah, Pecan Street's actually a street downtown, so it's more of a general festival where they have lots of vendors for different foods and crafts and lots of live music, and they shut down 6th Street for it, which is the main street downtown where all the bars are. Okay. And the hot sauce festival is exactly what you think it is. And the funny thing is it's in August. Oh boy. Yeah. So you have to be pretty brave to go to the hot sauce sauce festival. So you're either going to be sweating on the inside or the outside when you go to the hot sauce festival. Exactly. (laughs) Have you ever uh, tried some of those hot sauces? Oh yes. I'm a big hot sauce person. I love them. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that stuff. My wife, she loves it when she was pregnant with our son. Man, she was putting like hot sauce and spicy stuff on everything. But yeah, the spiciest I get is probably Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're a lightweight. Sorry. I am. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I can admit it. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the other fun things there are to do in, in Austin and, and the Hill Country. You talked about a couple different lakes. There's like Ladybird Lake and Lake Travis. What's going on there? So basically, they're both part of the Colorado River. Lake Travis is west of Austin and there's a big dam. So they made that part of the river, Lake Travis. And then on the other side of the dam is Ladybird Lake. And that's the downtown lake. 
in the downtown, like surrounded by a bike path and a walking path. And there's Zilker Park right there. You can rent bikes and you can do kayaking, stand up paddleboarding and those water cycles, which are fun. You can take a bat cruise on the lake when the bats are out in August. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really fun to see them under the bridge. And then Uh when they fly at 5 p.m., it's just thousands of bats. And Lake Travis is more of a traditional lake, even though it's more shaped like a river still. It's pretty big. And that's where you can do the water skiing and sailing. And there's lots of water in the summer, mostly. There's restaurants that pop up down by the water. So you can take your boat. And we just did a pub crawl. Went to like seven different restaurants in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's really fun. That sounds like a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah. And then you mentioned also some different hiking that's around, like in Mount Bonnell and Enchanting Rock. Is there certain times of the year that it's better to hike there? Because obviously, you're not going to want to do that when it's 110 degrees. Yeah, that's true. I definitely learned the hard way when I was first moved here. And they have signs in the parking lot. Don't leave the parking lot unless you have a gallon of water per person. It's very dry. So even in May, you can get heat stroke because it's just so dry. Okay. But both of those hikes, uh, Mount Bunnell's not really a big hike. It's a bunch of stairs and steps and you go up and it's this beautiful outreach that looks over the river. And so you can see all of downtown and all the surrounding area. It's really pretty. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just fun to do for 45 minutes. Enchanting Rock is a really interesting, it's like a sacred Indian grounds. And it's this huge granite rock, like just picture one, like the size of a football field. Oh, wow. Sticking out of the ground. (laughs) It's absolutely phenomenal. And you can park in the parking lot and walk up, takes about an hour And the top is completely flat, just flat. So you can sit there and meditate and look around. And then people can hike down the backside. You can camp in there. It's really, really beautiful. But again, don't forget your water. I travel a lot with my kids and they're three and seven right now. Are both of those hikes like Mount Bonnell and Enchanting Rock, are they okay for for young children as well? Or what am I going to be doing the dad move and carrying them on my shoulders the entire way? No. In fact, they will love both of them. They'd really like Enchanting Rock. Okay. Really. I took my son. when we, Yeah, he was about eight. We went there. Yeah, it was super. It's going a beautiful day. It's just really. And then you can hit Cooper's real-time barbecue on the way back in Lano. There you go. I heard that Cooper's is almost as good as Franklin's. What is your opinion on that? So, yeah, it's really hard to judge barbecue. Okay. Because everyone has their preference. In fact, my family has, you know, my husband likes the brisket at Franklin's. My son likes the brisket at Rudy's. I like the brisket at, it just closed, but Freeman's. So, you know what I mean? It's really hard. But Cooper's is really a Texas institution that you go and you stand in front of the smoker and the guy goes, what do you have? You know, and you point to the meat you get, you know, he takes it off the grill right there. Wow. And then you go in and they have kind of a real casual setup with picnic tables and you just scoop the sides you want on your plate and then you go pay. It's just fun. Yeah. I have a mental image in my head right now of it and my mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually hit that a lot. My son played baseball and we have to go to these tournaments. And so, you know, I was constantly hitting barbecue joints like this and they're all over the place in Texas. Uh-huh. So I always try to hit the one I see in town. So as we're talking about all these different places around Austin and the hill country, 
Is it a place where we need to worry about renting a car or, or do we rely on public transportation, Uber? How do we get around? Yeah, no, Austin's a really small town. And if you're going to just spend a weekend and you're going to hang out downtown, you don't get a car. There's Ubers on every corner. And it's really easy to just hop from place to place. Maybe the farthest you'd go would be a mile. Oh, nice. Yeah. If you wanted to go to the Hill Country, uh, maybe out 71 to Fredericksburg or Wimberley, you know, do some wineries, you could rent a car for the day, or they even have these wine buses that you can hop on and they'll take you around for the day. Yeah, that's probably a better idea anyways, because, you know, you don't want to be going to a bunch of breweries and wineries, getting a little happy. And next thing you know, you don't meet in the Texas State Patroller. You know, you don't want that to happen. So yeah, the guided tour sounds a lot better. So like in town, and uh, you mentioned some other different places, like Uchiko, I've heard about that. And I heard that food is just amazing. Uchiko is really, I'm a real foodie and I'm very particular. My husband and I have a joke about we should just live our life thinking everything's mediocre because then we'd be happy. (laughs) So my standards are really high and I have to say Uchiko hits all the buttons. Nice. Great service, beautiful restaurant. The menu is extremely creative and the waiters are very, you know, servers you just ask them what, you know, they'll give you great recommendations. I took my son there the other day. Here's an insider tip. Go at happy hour, like five o'clock, right when they open. And you can sit at the sushi bar, but you can still order off the happy hour menu. And so save a couple of dollars. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. My wife is a total sushi nut. So she loves that, but I don't like paying for it. So uh, happy hour prices is the right way to go. One thing when we travel, we like to have kind of unique, uh, something that's unique to the area. And on the notes here, you mentioned having quail at 821 Rays. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So my experience with quail is my friend coming over and dumping. She goes, you want some quail? I'm like, sure. She dumps over this like blob of bloody, like <laughs> tiny little bodies. Like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? And so I was really grossed out, the idea of quail. So when we um, went over, this new restaurant opened up about a year and a half ago, and they had quail on there. And I said, quail? Okay, I got to try it. Like, you know, if you know how to cook it, it's got to be pretty good. And it has this delicious cherry raisin pomegranate sauce, kind of huh. like a drizzle on it. And that's a really great restaurant if you're coming out to like the Lake Travis area. It's locally run and everything's locally sourced. And they actually just opened up a new patio out back and you can get more of a casual menu. It's really great to be able to, everywhere you go, you can dine indoor, outdoor, super fun. They have live music, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. You also mentioned the mescal margaritas over at Santa Catarina? Yes. Those are my husband's favorite. Santa Catarina is a great Mexican restaurant. They serve interior Mexican, which has the moles. And, you know, the mama Cita sits there and you, you say hi to her. She's making the tortillas when you walk in. But it's, it's an upscale restaurant. It's fine dining food. But, you know, again, another good place to go for happy hour. But the mezcal margaritas and also the paloma which has like grapefruit, a little pomegranate, really, really good. So the Paloma, is that a drink or is that a... It's a drink. Okay. The Paloma is a type of margarita. Okay. And I always order mine up, like in a martini glass. 
Ah, okay. Nice little twist on it. Yeah. One other couple of places we want to talk about before we head to the final countdown is Friedman's. You said to go there for brisket and whiskey, but didn't you say that they just closed? I just found out. Yeah. Oh, in no. A- in August. I think they're doing catering. That was a really neat place. It was housed in a former prison, so I guess the name Friedman's. Ah, okay. Yeah, and they really just had brisket and whiskey. They had a whiskey menu, and then they'd bring you a tray of brisket. It was kind of just a funky, fun place to go. Wow, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Nice and gluttonous with the brisket, and then (laughs) a little upscale with the whiskey. That sounds cool. And then, I guess just on a final note, you mentioned that there's an insider tip for Franklin's that the listeners should probably know about. Yeah. So you go, you can either wait in line, you can send someone with a, you know, a six pack of beer to wait for you, or you can order online. And I think if you order five pounds of brisket or, you know, something for like a large group, okay, you can place the order and just walk in and pick up. And that's what a lot of people do. I mean, that yeah. line's insane. Yeah. One of my buddies was there a couple months ago and he showed pictures on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, I just don't know if there's any food in the world that's that good where I'm going to wait for five or six hours. Exactly. But apparently it is. I mean, people people love it. You can take shifts. There's another <laughs> one called the barbecue. And so that was housed in a food truck court, which, you know, I have to say everyone needs to go to a food truck court. I mean, they have about half a dozen, maybe oh, wow. a dozen of them. And each one has, you know, six or seven amazing food trucks. Anyway, this barbecue got kind of a following. And we went there. We're like, okay, we'll go at like 930. The line was crazy. So at now 930? Yes. So we oh. ended up eating Thai food, which was excellent, which was the one next to it, and watching all the people stand in line. But <laughs> uh, the barbecue actually opened up a brick and mortar place. And I was driving by the other day. I said, oh, I'll stop in. Guess what? hour and a half line for lunch like the lines yeah it's like that food court you almost got to send one person in line to wait for the barbecue while the other people go and get food from the other food trucks and then by the time they get through the line then maybe it's time for the next meal right right exactly exactly (laughs) awesome hey you know lillian i really appreciate all the tips and tricks i know the listeners are going to enjoy it as well we're going to have all this and more in the show notes and now it's time for the final countdown Lillian, if somebody only had time for one meal in Austin, where should they go and what should they eat? Well, we mentioned Uchiko, which was my first choice, but I would definitely say barley swine and do the tasting menu. Oh, okay. So tasting menu. So you get a little sample of everything then? Yes. Barley swine is a local institution. And we first went when it was first open and had some friends from California. We ended up ordering everything off the menu. And so it turns out everyone was ordering everything off the menu because they couldn't stop ordering. (laughs) Every night is different and he chooses about 10 to 12 little plates. So you can order the whole menu. Okay. So finally they switched it where, okay, you can now order the whole menu. (laughs) So it's phenomenal. Definitely a special date night experience. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Because like, you know, I mean, everybody has a little bit different taste and that way you get a sample. And if you don't like one thing and maybe another person in your party does, they can kind of monopolize that menu item and you can sample on the other ones that you really do like. Exactly. And they come out and they, if you're with four people, they usually have about four bites. There we go. That sounds really cool. So what's one of your most memorable stories of being in Austin? So again, one of those things where I didn't know what I was getting into, but I decided my mom was visiting. She's 75 years old. And I'm like, let's go biking around Ladybird Lake. So we took our bikes down there and 
started biking and it's basically one side of I-35 is the downtown area and you get all the hipsters and the joggers and the people walking their dogs and it's super fun and then all of a sudden you cross under the bridge and you're in like a war zone and you can't find the path and you have to go all across this sandy beach and which I realized now I just saw Fear of the Walking Dead that's where they filmed it oh yeah and you go by these derelict buildings my favorite thing in Austin is you go by a derelict building and you're like oh that's a restaurant <laughs> you really should mow that one down and then it's amazing so we ended up doing the 10 miles all the way around the lake and ending at Jack's Bistro, which is a farm to table place. We just walked in there. I didn't know anything about it. It was delicious. And, you know, it was just one of those things where my mom was 75 years old and, you know, biking through a swamp and she had a great time. <laughs> I was going to say, was she cursing your name the entire way? Yeah. She is the person that you want when the plane is going down. She will like, all right, I'll fly it. So she's like Grandma MacGyver. Oh, yeah. No, she totally can do anything in the entire world. The woman, she is a pilot, a nurse, surgical nurse, a real estate agent. I mean, a million things. Travel agent. Wow. Hats off to her. Yeah. That's awesome. So speaking of being happy and everything like that, what's the happiest happy hour in Austin? So this was tough. I have a couple, if that's okay. Sure. For various personality types. So if you like a cool patio with fun games and like incredible bakery and like fresh baked pretzels and craft brewery you could go to easy tiger that's super fun okay and if you want more of a laid-back scene but kind of upscale craft cocktails i would go to whistlers they also have a fun food truck outside that was paul quee's original food truck the one ah. paul quee from top chef okay it serves amazing thai food that sounds really cool Definitely something that make me happy anyways. <laughs> right. And Whistler's is interesting. The building is incredibly ornate. You go in and you feel like you're in a gothic castle. Oh. Yeah. Never would know from the street. You wouldn't think of a gothic castle would be in Austin. No. But again, that's why they keep Austin weird, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the things that makes me happy is pepperoni pizza. So whenever I travel, I always get pizza anywhere I go. What's like the best place for pepperoni pizza in Austin? I like Cane Rosso, and Cane Rosso is a place where they import the dough from Italy, and the guy was trained in Naples. So it's that Neapolitan style where it comes out, and it's kind of, you know, the dirt looks like the dirt's kind of on the crust, and yeah, it's super yeah. fresh, and just, that's what I like. And if you like more normal pizza, you can go to Pint House Pizza and get a okay. craft, craft beer. Right on. What type of pizza do you get at first one? Oh. We just usually, you know, whatever strikes our fancy. Okay. You can get pepperoni there. My kids have gotten it. <laughs> I try to stay away from pepperoni, but I always steal a piece. Yeah. I just can't rationalize ordering it myself. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, my wife uh, gets frustrated because I order pepperoni all the time, and she's more of a foodie and likes to have all the variety. So right. she does that. She get, we get we always get her like a little small one from someplace, and then she steals a slice from me and the kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she gets a little bit of best of both worlds that way. Lillian, thanks for being on the show. Great talking to you and, and wonderful hearing everything there is to know about Austin. Can you tell us a little bit about what is it that you do and how people can reach you? So I am the editor and coordinator for a local magazine called Neighbors of Lakeway. So kind of in touch with the community here, what's going on and organizing that every month. That's part-time. I also teach sewing at the Lakeway Activity Center and I do some commissions okay. for um handcrafted stuff. 
And I do sell things locally, but you know, nothing online. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at creative girl with CR three eight of girl. Okay. We'll have links to all that. So that way people don't have to worry about writing it down or getting it wrong. We'll have pictures there and we'll probably include a couple of, of the photos of your handmade goods so people can see how creative you are and you know, basically be in awe of how great they look. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, great. Well, again, you know, thanks for being on the show. Really enjoyed it and look forward to seeing you when I come out to Austin. Okay. Sounds good. And I'll check you out in Nashville. There is so much to do in Austin. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't venture out beyond the city limits. But you'd be missing out on even more amazing food, drinks, and scenery if you don't explore the hill country as well. Lillian shared some of exciting local festivals and places to expand your palate. You can try quail at 821 Rays and a mezcal margarita at Santa Catarina. Or you can offer a more cowboy-style meal of brisk and whiskey at Friedman's. So many mouth-watering options, so little time. So what's your favorite thing you learned about Austin? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Austin or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Sean Seacrest shows us a battleship from the War of 1812 and takes us out on Lake Erie to enjoy the sunset. You'll be to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest checking out my good friend Ed Pizza's show called Miles to Go. Ed and his guests break down the latest travel news with a focus on credit card rewards and loyalty programs in his weekly 30-minute show. Let me know what you think.